Alright guys, welcome to episode 52 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Eva Castro. And this week, we talk about a couple Netflix movies. Um, I played Among Us for the first time. We talked about uh, fucking the man who studies rat battles for a living. <laughs> um, we, talked, we, uh, we talked at length about the NBA playoffs, our predictions and award winner predictions. Um, and then lastly, uh, we circle back to a topic from last week. Um, and cover some uh, some new music that dropped. But first, <laughs> Jermaine Cole. So let's start with what we've been watching. Yeah, so this mo- this week I actually watched two movies on well that are now on Netflix. Okay. Um, and I'll start with the more family friendly one, which was uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. And so this one, <clears throat> it's an animated movie from Sony Pictures, um, and they were they're the people who did Cloudy with a Chance of Meat or the animation studio who did uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, um, Spider Verse or Spider Man into the Spider Verse. And I can't remember what else. Oh, the Emoji Movie. So they have a very wide, uh, I guess, a spectrum of, of talent or of, of success. Um, I was like, okay, like Cloudy Chance Meatballs, okay. Then you were like, into the Spider Verse. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then you were like, um, what else? The Emoji Movie. The and Emoji like, Movie oh, yeah. with T.J. Miller. Yeah. How and could you so- ever forget the Emoji Movie? <laughs> and so, um. And this one is um, also from the producing duo of uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And these guys, they have done uh, Cloudy with Chance of Meatballs, um, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street, The Lego Movie, uh, Spider-Verse. Or they you know, produced it. They, various levels of directing and writing and producing. But for this one, they only produced. And you can kind of tell. Because okay. um, it's good. It's a solid movie. It's very inventive. Um, but it's missing that little extra oomph that I think the Lego movie, which they wrote, Spider-Verse, which they helped with one of them, wrote, um, Cloudy with Chance Meatballs, which they wrote. Those movies have, like, a little extra oomph, a little extra, just, like, I don't know, we're gonna say quality, like, a little nugget extra that pushes them the extra mile from going from, like, oh, that was pretty good, to, like, holy shit, that was amazing. Like, Spider-Verse, right. or, like, the Lego movie. Um, it's good. It's about, uh, like, a family of four, um, primarily about the daughter who's about to go to college, and her dad is sort of feels disconnected from her. And she, so they go on a family road trip to her college. And while that happens, there's like a robot apocalypse, but it's all played very like jokingly. It's, it's like sort of like, oh my gosh, the iPhones are taking over kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it, it's solid. It's like a little bit too long. It's about, I would say 10 to 15 minutes too long. Um, it overstays the welcome a little bit, but what I, what I recommend best or what I like best about it is, um, the animation style. Which is the, like kind of exactly like um, Spider Verse, where it looks like hand drawn, but like made three D sort of. Okay. Um, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, it it looks awesome. Like it looks so cool, and it, it makes me go, "This is what studios should be doing. Like they shouldn't <laughs> be going for like super realistic, 
because at a certain point, um, kind of like with, um, there was an animated movie I saw recently where it was like, looked too real. And I was like, they're going to have to, oh, um, Raya and the Last Dragon, the one, the one that came out a couple yeah. weeks ago, where the environments look so insanely real and everybody looks like as cartoony as possible, like as cartoon as you could get before being a real person. And I was like, eventually they're going to have to like come up with new ways to do animation. I think this is how they do it. Um, but I would, I would recommend it. I think you would like it. I think, um, young kids would like some of it. They like, they like like the wacky hijinks, like the action scenes and like the robots being quirky and stuff. Right. I do think, um, it's like a thin line between like a kid's movie and, an, and a family movie. And I would say something like Finding Nemo, I think, is a family movie. I think something like the Lego movie is a family movie. I think this is more of a kid's movie. Because some of the jokes I was a little like, haha, that's, that's kind of funny. But it's like, haha, right? Like, they're, they're sort of like easy target stuff. Right, right. Yeah. But I would say in terms of, you know, Phil Lord and Chris, like... Filler and Chris Miller, I think, can do no wrong. And I think this is another one where I'm like, there's nobody who would hate this movie. I don't think nobody can hate it. I just think your degrees of liking it might vary. Um, I also think it's a very, very interesting case of um, what we talk about Rotten Tomatoes. About sort of like, just because something's high doesn't mean it's high. And people need to think about how to use it. Right. And what I mean by that is that, like, um, like right now on Rotten Tomatoes, the Mitchells versus the Machines is 97%. 97%. And Spider-Verse, let me see if I can find Spider-Verse, I think, which is like, you know, one of the all-time great animated movies of all time, and probably one of the greatest movies just period, like, ever, is 97. It's the exact same. Right. So, I think it it's like, one is clearly better. I think one most people gave it a six and the other one, most people gave it like a nine. And so right. I think that's the thing is that if you look at those two and you look at the numbers, you go 97%. That's like, they're the same movie. Like you can't go wrong. And it's like, no, there's a difference. There's a clear difference. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think I could recommend it wholeheartedly. It's solid. It's a good time. It's a little long. And I think the, 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 the story's missing that little extra, just like fucking just like, 10%, like a little extra push that pushes it into like classic uh, category. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a, that is a funny, like maybe not funny, but it's an interesting concept you brought up of like kids movie versus family movie. Right. Um, yeah. Because like, like you said, finding Nemo is 100% like a family movie. You know what I mean? Like there's right. stuff to enjoy about it regardless. Um, I'm trying to think, and you know what's funny is I think all the best, so I all right. This is this is a um, square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square thing, right? Yeah. Like I think all family movies are kids movies, but I don't think all kids movies are family movies, right? Right. Like right, I think yeah. if it's made for family, it can be good for a kid. But if it's specifically just made for a kid, there's a chance that nobody else that's there is ever going to want to watch that fucking thing again. Right. Um, right. So like, but like if I go back to the class, like maybe not the classics, but like going back to just even ones I can remember. Like, I don't want to say, like, Lion King and Toy right. Story, because those are obvious, right? And, and the other ones are obvious, too, but it's, like, this weird in-between. Right. Like, are you thinking, for... are you trying to think of, like, kids' movies? Well, no, I'm trying to say, like, I'm trying to get the time frame, right? And, like, right. so, like, 
I'm not talking about Toy Story Lion King, that section, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the stuff that's out now, like Frozen and Moana and stuff like that. But, like, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Shrek, like, all of those. Shark Tale, Madagascar. Wait, Shark Tale? Which one's Shark Tale? The one with Will Smith? Yeah, but see, that one's bad. How to Train Your Dragon. I was going for the big ones there. How to Train Your Dragon, which I think I is... never saw that. Uh, yeah, that one's like an all-time... That, that, I would say that, Life of Pi, and I think just those two are like the two movies that I regret so, so much not watching in theaters. Especially, specifically, IMAX theaters, because I think those two, my, my dick would have been blown off by both movies, but just like how fucking nuts <laughs> it would have looked. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but like, I, I think I could watch, cause all right. So the thing is like, I can watch the toy story Lion King. I can watch those whenever, just because it's like, I'll put the nostalgia glasses on. No yeah. problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like finding Nemo monsters, Inc. Like those are not, those weren't like, I, I was past those. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. were not my age group, I guess. You know what I mean? Like I was at mm-hmm. the point where like, I was kind of like. I don't want to watch kid movies anymore. I want to watch real movies. Right. Um, but those are still so solid, right? Like that Wally, those mm-hmm. are all solid. And it's just like those are family movies because yeah. people just across the board can find something to like in those movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so for sure. And you're saying this is. More of a kid's. More of a kid's movie. It, it's kid's, teetering on the it's on the line, teetering. but it's probably going to fall off the fence into the kid's movie category. Yeah, just slightly. Yeah, yeah. Just right. uh, the, the jokes don't feel as, like, um, sharp or as good as they could be. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix. Totally. I mean, I recommend it if you like, like, if you're looking for something good, if you, you know, like, like a good, solid animated movie with beautiful animation, like, beautiful animation. But, um, yeah, like I said, a little over long and not quite it's missing a little extra spark i gotcha all right um i don't think i've watched anything particularly recently worth noting Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think because i feel like i did watch something but i can't think of what it is so maybe i didn't um but i did uh, yo your boy's late on this one but for the first time i did play among us with a group of people i knew which was really fucking fun oh nice nice have you have you played it like with a group of people yeah, yeah. So um, a few months ago, we would like um, get on and, and try to get like me and Sydney and like a few other people like over like a group me and then try to coordinate all of us using the same code and stuff. But we, yeah, she used to play way more than me. She, her, and her friends would play a lot more than <clears throat> than me. But I, I remember playing a couple times and I, I liked it. I wish like I've always wanted to play it more because it's like I feel like it's like one of those games. It's like. What's the word I'm looking at? Like, it's super simple, but the, what I'm going to call the skill ceiling is super hot. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, there's oh, not yeah, much yeah. to it, but, like, I imagine once you get really good at it, people are yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. People are just Yeah, dying. you have to be very good at, like, sort of sneakily being like, well, I was there, or, like, being good at deception. I am I, not good at that. So there's a, a board game called uh, Secret Hitler. Have you ever heard of that? No, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> and so basically what you are is is um it's like a team of like five or six people but i think between five and eight or five between five and nine um and half of them 
or I think uh, two thirds of them are like the good guys, the liberals, and then the other third are like uh, fascists. And you sort of try to elect Hitler into power. And so it's a lot of like deceit, kind of like Among Us, being like, "Oh, what did you vote for? You vote for those policies." But and you're like, "No, uh, that guy did. He voted for them because he, you know, selected a liberal one." So it's like that kind of. And I am not good at it. I'm terrible <laughs> at it because I, I'm like. If I'm a, if I'm a liberal, that's easy because I'm like I'm a liberal, like fuck off, like you know. But if I'm a fascist, I am not good at being like I'm a good guy. It was Tom over there, right? <laughs> so yeah, so, I'm I, that. That's not me at all. I'm the exact opposite in Among Us so far. Like I, I can like just kind of like blend in when mm-hmm. I'm like the imposter pretty pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I only like played two games as the imposter, but I was playing with people that have been playing the game for a while, and I. Still won both rounds, so I felt pretty good about it. Um, but, like, it was... The thing that killed me was that, like, I learned after the one night of playing it, I was like, mm-hmm. my accusations have great strength. Like, because <laughs> like, like, when I wasn't the imposter, mm-hmm. like, things would see, seem legitimately off to me. And it's not like I was, like, I was a crewmate and just randomly accusing other people. But, like... I saw, like, I walked room A to room B. Mm -hmm. Then on my way back to room A, I passed a gray character. And then me and a pink character walked into room A at the same time and found a dead body. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this gray motherfucker came out of nowhere because I was just there. I swear to God, it had to be him. And, like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that is sketchy. And then they kicked him, and immediately it was like, oh, that's not it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I did that multiple times. <laughs> like, like, I don't, how do you normally play it? Like, on, on your phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know exactly how it works on the phone, but is there, like, a chat option once you're dead? Yes. Um, to talk to the other dead people? I, I, last I remember, you couldn't do that. You just had to chill and hang out. Okay. Um, but that was a long, long time ago. Well, now there's like a chat box to speak to the other dead people. Uh-huh. And like, none of the people that are alive can hear you. And like, I went and I, I got killed. I went into that like chat where I could see it. Like, cause you're still walking around doing your tasks, but now there's like a chat option. Yeah. And so one of my friends is like, yo, you're such a fucking hater. And he wasn't the imposter, but I was like, so sure he was and got him voted <laughs> off. He was like, you're such a hater. And I was like, no, I'm just really bad. But I swear I thought you were killing people. Uh, So, yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. And I've learned going forward that I need to be more careful with my accusations. Uh, nice, nice. So, um, I yeah, um, I also played. I mean, these were kind of like the big sort of buzzy games that popped up, you know, when, when most of the stuff, most of the country was still under quarantine or um, you know under like uh, restrictions. Um, it was this, and what was the other one? The one with the fucking guys jumping. Fall guy, fall guys. Yes, fall guys. Yeah, yep. yeah. Those are the two that I was like, oh my gosh, this is like everybody's talking about these two. And there was another one that I can't remember right now um I think, but... I think fall guys really just needed a little bit more variety and i think it would have had a lot more staying power yeah for me at least and what i what i what was painting the dick is if you died you just have to watch motherfuckers i'm like i don't care get me out of here or maybe they changed it now but i remember being like i lost i want to get out of here i don't give a shit about any of these people put me in a new game right i think but you could always to... just leave once you lost you, um you, since launch you never had to stay and watch I don't know, or with a group maybe it was something with now, like 
Well, you could leave with the group. It was just like if you were with your friends playing, like you kind of just ended up watching them play because you wanted to make sure that, like, once that match was over, you're still in the same group together. Yeah, yeah you were always able to leave. I'm I think, pretty. Yeah, sure. I think that was it. Yeah, I think it was that that if you're in a group, you can't. It's like a pain in the butt to have to like watch or something. I, I don't remember. It might have been I, like I remember leaving it, and grouping back together afterwards if you don't. Yeah, watch. I remember it being kind of a pain in the dick. Like, it's not just being like we lost. All right, get us a new one. Boom. Um, yeah. But then that one I also, yeah, I haven't played in a while. But um, I haven't played it in a while either. But Among Us, like, I never got to play because I just never had enough people I knew that were playing it. And I right, was like, right. this is not the kind of game I'm going to have fun playing with strangers. Like, right, so exactly. Yeah, Same thing with wanna... Fall Guys. That's the reason I think it fell off. I was just like, eh. Like, like yeah. a couple of friends fell off. Then I was like, well, nah, I don't care. Like, and then exactly. Done. Right, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, but anyways, uh, that, that's all I had to add was I finally played Among Us for once cool. and it was pretty fun. Cool, uh, cool. so yeah, so, uh, and, and what was the other, uh, you said it was another movie, correct? Yes, yes. And so the other one was, I saw in theaters and it is Army of the Dead. And so now this one is the one I was talking about a couple weeks ago. It was in theaters for only one week. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out of theaters. Um, but Netflix put it in theaters one exactly one week from Friday to Thursday before it released. Um, and so if you listen to this, I don't know, uh, if I think yeah, the Thursday, you it's already, it's been out on Netflix for about almost a week. Um, and it was, um, it was good. It was pretty good. I think. It, um, I'll just go by like the things I really liked. I really okay. liked the characters. I liked the setting. I liked the world building. I liked sort of what they did with the zombies. Um, what I didn't like was that it was a bit too long. It was, it needed, it needed to trim about 15 to 20 minutes. Um, it, it suffers from 2005 King Kong syndrome, which is that it is a very, very, very good, T- uh, nine to ten star movie trapped a uh, two a uh, three hour movie trapped or two and a half in this case hour movie trapped inside of the of, oh no it's a pretty good fuck it's a really 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 good two hour movie trapped inside of a pretty good two and a half hour three hour movie right um and also he does this thing with the camera let me see if I can if I can look up what I'm I'm trying to describe because it he like it, when he's showing like the whole Okay, Google shallow depth of field. Okay, I think I know what that means. Yeah. And I'm so, assuming, with, all right, real quick, without seeing it first, I'm going to assume that it means that, like, the back and the front, like, look in the same focus almost. Oh, it's the opposite. The so, opposite. like, the fo- okay. everything in the foreground is, like, in focus, and then everything even, the, like, six the, inches, inches behind yeah. is, like, fucking blurry. Yeah. Um, And he does this. With everything that isn't like uh, like an establishing big wide shot. So characters will be talking and then it'll be like, you know, the 180 rule. Like one person will be facing the other one person will be facing the other one. And then it'll focus on the character. But then everything behind them will be blurry. And I'm just like, Zach, why? So he's his own <laughs> cinematographer in this one. And I'm like, Dude, oh, like if you would have gotten is. an actual one, he would have like, they, they would have been like, don't do this. Because you see this decrepit Vegas, this gorgeous decrepit Vegas, like everything's falling apart and it looks awesome. But then half the time you can't see it because the character, if a character's in Batista's face is in the middle, everything in the background is blurry. 
Jesus. So, it's a, see, nah. So I'm I've come to the conclusion then that Zack Snyder is not good at making movies because <laughs> my man lost his fucking mind with the Justice League. He's like, I'm putting it in four three. I'm <laughs> fucking like like like. Why yeah. are you making these decisions just to make them because they don't serve they don't You're serve right. any purpose other than to just be like this is art like look what i've done (laughs) yeah and the thing is like it 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 would work well if you used it sparingly so like let's see if you want to see batista's face and he sees something horrific in the distance you use it so like folk you see his face and you see every single little twitch every single little wrinkle movement of of his emotions or when you see a zombie like it's super close up on their face and you can see all the gross details in their teeth and in their lips and their eyes like holy shit that looks disgustingly awesome it looks so cool right but then he's just using it when people are talking. And I'm just like, <laughs> I want to see the background. I want to see like what you shot, dude. I want to see this world you, you've put in. Also, oh, well, no. no, I'm going to save it for next week when it's available for people to watch. And mm-hmm. I want to verify something, but I'm not going to say it today because today, it comes out on Netflix tomorrow. So I'm going to watch it, or I'm going to watch the scenes that I thought were a little... F- something happened that made me want to go, what the fuck? But I want to verify. So I'll bring it up next week. Oh, boy. But Hold on. Um, I'm trying to think of what happened. Does this have anything to do? Oh, Wait, did it. you watch the movie? Did you go see it? I did not. I, oh, okay. I was planning on watching it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it came out, I'm just trying okay. to think now. Based on the way you described it, I'm just imagining the dumb fucking thing you said about what was it? The Michael Bay trailer with like the perspective or not the perspective? Oh no, 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 no. It's it's like story related. It's weird. Um, I would say, uh, do you think you'll watch it this weekend? Like before? Yeah. Next, before the next, okay. When you watch it, there is a scene. It's not. A, it's not a spoiler. It's a scene that you mentioned where they're in like a casino and there's like slot machines around them. Okay. There, they have a gun. There's a gunfight, or I guess like it's not gunfight because the zombies are shooting back. But it, there's like they're like shooting zombies in. Like, this, <laughs> there's a gunfight. Like, the zombies are out here fucking John Wick and people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, he, something happens. Keep keep your eyes peeled for the zombies in that scene that's all i'm gonna say oh, i'll keep no. it there and then let me know if you text me when you watch it if you notice it anyway oh, so the movie overall i liked it i think if you like zombie movies this is up your alley it's it, um i realized that what i want isn't what the movie was going to give me and that's not on the movies that's not the movie's fault right. and what i wanted from the movie was more of like that um, like initial, like, oh my God, there's a zombie outbreak in Vegas, which, um, isn't really what the movie's about. That's what I love. That's why I like, like the John of the Dead, the one that he made a couple, like 50, uh, 17 years ago now. It's why I like the, even World War Z, the PG-13 one, which isn't great, but I like it because I, I, I'm a, I like ones where the outbreak is happening like on film, like, like the opening of The Last of Us. I like that shit. Or- That's like the... Shaun of the Dead. I know it's Shaun like a Dead. comedy, yes, yes, but the... it's like fucking perfect. For exactly. Death. Yes, yes. The outbreak is happening. That's why it's a top five all time for me. It's like, I like those. That's that's the thrilling stuff. And so this isn't really that. It's like, you know, months later or months or weeks later when they try to sneak in the quarantine zone, which, of course, isn't what the movie promised. It's just what I thought it was going to be. But, if, right. you know, that's not the movie's fault, right? Um, but I would say watch it. I liked it. Um, like I said, it just needed... A better cinematographer, <laughs> and it needed uh, just to, just to same just like trim here or there, right? Like it, it befalls it, the same problem befalls it that befalls Justice League in some parts, which is that some things just linger on a bit too long, right? Like right. there's an attack on somebody, and then there's like the same thing happens two or three times more than it 
should to get the point across. Right. So, like, if, if somebody's fighting a zombie and he throws him against the wall, usually in a normal movie, you'd be like, the zombie would pick him up, throw him against the wall, pick him up, throw him through the wall. This one will be like, pick him up, throw him against the wall, throw him against the wall, throw him against the wall, throw him through the wall. Do you see right. what I mean? Like, it's, it's like little just like trims here or there that I think could have made a big difference both to improve the runtime, because it is two and a half hours, but then also just the pacing and, and the pitter-patter of the movie itself. Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, but yes, that that's Army of the Dead and the Mitchells. I, I, I don't want to say... What would you rate each of those? Um, I gave the Mitchells, I think, like a three and a half or a four, I forget, on Instagram, and then I gave Army of the Dead three and a half out of five. Okay, the Mitchells are three and a half out of five, correct? Yeah, I think they're both okay. three and a half out of five. I, I have to double. You said three and a half. I was like, God damn, you hated that movie because my. Oh no, no, out of five, out of five. <laughs> I think out I think five. that's a difference between like a get because now that I think about it, a lot of movie reviews are out of five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah. I gaming think... ones are always out of ten for some reason, so that's probably like our different, yeah. uh, more common backgrounds. They're like threw me off. I was like a three yeah. and a half. Yeah, the the Mitchells I gave a four, and Army of the Dead a three point five, but I think it's. I wouldn't say you could watch the Mitchells against the Army, right? Like I think right. it's it's they're so close that it depends on how you, what you're in the mood what, for. Yeah, what your interests are, what yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your flavors are. Yeah, yeah, I would say that the the flaws ding Army more than the flaws Mitchells uh, dings that. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so speaking of flaws and dinging yes. things and rating things, yes, that J Cole album. <laughs> was garbage, bro. <laughs> like, you didn't like it? And like, well, I, I know you, like, right, you, so you don't like him, but all right. I, so it was. Hold on, here we go. Ready? Because your boy made notes. All right, your boy went to the fucking notes app and was making notes to make sure I was good. All right, so. All right, so the thing is, it's like so track one. Is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, so yeah. Before we go on, so track one. I don't know if this is a good sign, but the fact that it samples another song and it made me immediately go to that song that it samples and then just end up playing that right, so album. Here's the deal. I, I remember it sampled a song, and I thought I knew what song it was, but now I'm less sure, and I never went back. What is the song it sampled? It's uh, you don't know. You don't Jay-Z. know, right? Okay, yeah. yeah I, that's what I have written down in my note. I was like, I think mm-hmm. this is just the you don't know beat. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's and I immediately wrong. was like, I want the M.O.P. Jay-Z, you don't know remix. Like, that's all I want now. Yeah. And so then I, I end up showing, um, uh, I was listening to it with Sydney, and I was like, oh, this is You Don't Know. And I played You Don't Know. And then it just ended up playing Heart of the City and Girls, 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 <laughs> and The Ruler's Back. And so I'm like, I ended up just listening to The Blueprint uh, before I went back to Jake. <laughs> so the um, thing is also but, like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say continue. your. Okay, so track one, I I literally, I'm so glad that you confirmed it. Because I was like, uh, I took a second and I was like, this is the You Don't Know beat. And then I didn't listen listen to it again for like a week. And then just now when I was about to say it, I was like, I'm not sure and I don't want to sound wrong. Um, But I was like, I'm pretty sure it's You Don't Know. Um, So anyways, the beat is incredible. And that's just because it's literally just a beat that already exists. You know my problem with like some of these types of samples and shit? Mm-hmm. I hate... Here's the deal. I know people that are like... I, I, I know there are people that are like... Rap is just samples. It's not actually like music. It doesn't require right, any talent. Right, yeah. You suck my dick. But when you sample a thing and you just keep it in its entirety... Then it's 
No, it is trash. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, if you sampled a part of You Don't Know and then filled in the rest of a beat around it, then it's fine because you still had to put a lot of different pieces together. But if you're just going to be like, can I borrow this beat? Like, yeah, I'll just say I sampled it. Bang. Like, <laughs> like no. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way it was with that uh, the Swiss Beats and Lil Wayne one we were talking about that I can't think of the name of right now. Um, oh, the... Yeah, it was the special delivery beat. But, yeah, and then um, and then uh, this one, and then even another song dropped that I am gonna talk about this. Uh, but it was just a sample of an old Jeezy beat. Um, yeah. but anyways, track one, incredible beat, not even his. Um, the Killer Cam intro had me so fucking ready. I like real quick. I heard Killer Cam fucking Cameron on the fucking intro, and I was like, I'm gonna have to eat so much shit because i'm already <laughs> all in on this album this yeah. man's track one has like one of the best beats ever and cameron opening mm-hmm. it like it's mm-hmm. gonna be so lit and i'm gonna be so wrong and here's the deal i don't know when i text you i don't remember here's the deal i heard this line at 6 a.m i don't remember i, if I, made say, I think the, i woke up to it <laughs> i don't remember if i made the executive decision to wait till 70 text it to you or if i just decided to text you right then and there but six o'clock, it's the first verse of the first song on the track. And my man says, so many shells on the ground, it will make the Easter Bunny proud. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> it's terrible. Why would you say that? That's the whack. And why is it in the first verse of your first track on your album? What are you doing? <laughs> Here's the deal. Even if you put together this full verse and you're like, you know what? The verse is a 9 out of 10, but I dropped a super whack line very early. Don't put it at the very beginning when you're already known for making whack shit. (laughs) Hide it somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Anyways, that's track one. Yeah. Track one. So far, the best part of this album is that it sampled a thing off of another incredible album. All right. Track two is Amari. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but Amari, that is one of the worst beats I've ever heard in my life. That beat is so bad. The thing is, is I, I meant I meant to check and see who produced it. I don't know. If fuck, if you can check while I'm talking yeah. about this, I hope to God it's J Cole. I hope to God J Cole produced that shit because it's the worst. I heard it and I was like, what? This is, like, the most nonsensical combination of sounds. And, like, half the song, I feel like he's not even on beat. But it's because, like, I was listening to it. I was like, I don't even know how you would be on beat. Because I don't know where the beat's at. Because this shit's garbage. <laughs> it's uh, Timbaland. You know what? Timbaland's washed, so I feel okay. You know what? Like, <laughs> we're not talking about prime Timbaland. Timbaland's a little washed now, so whatever. Yeah. But anyways, didn't like that. Also, my man said, pow, pow. Now that man's slumping. My man, <laughs> Kevin Hart has a joke where he goes, pshum, pshum, everybody gonna die. J. Cole flipped that joke into a bar he thought was legit on an album. He said, pow, pow, that man's slumping. Out of here, bro. That shit's garbage. All right. My note for track three, my life just says, pretty solid. Um, <laughs> please. Yeah, I, oh, that, 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 one, that one is probably my favorite. My life. I, I, I um... That's what you talk about, right? Yep. My life. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I like when um, I forget like the beat's going, and then Cole says something, and then boom, twenty one comes in. I think yeah. his like intro is. I'm like, oh shit, let's go. And I, I like the beat. I like Cole's verse. I think that one is 
probably my favorite song, maybe 100 mil, but yeah. Oh, maybe the climb back. 100 I do like the... mil? Oh, that hurts my heart. We'll, come, <laughs> we'll get to that. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But yeah, but definitely this one's definitely my, in my top two. Okay. Applying Pressure is the next song, and mm-hmm. I think that song's great. Mm-hmm. But this is track four on a how many album how many tracks are on this album i feel like 12. it's 11 or 12 okay 12 track four on a 12 track album so now we're closer to the middle than we are to the beginning right mm. we've heard three full songs already explain to me this all right here's the deal i understand people are gonna think i'm just trying to hate and i am but like, <laughs> this shit literally first listen i immediately was like why like, like, ready? All right, here. Please, I hope to God you noticed this or it caught your attention the way it caught mine. Ready? I'm going to play mm-hmm. the song and I'm only going to need to be like four seconds in. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. This is a fucking ad, bro. <laughs> I'm a giant asshole because I clicked it just assuming that it was going to play like a clown, bro. I hope you guys like Domino's because that's the ad. God damn it, I'm so stupid. All right. Why do you have a troll horn, bro? This is track four. This is not the intro. This is not the first track. My man, three whole tracks have come and gone. The next track starts. Why? Yo, wait, and then? Why do you have fucking laser beam sounds? What is? What are you doing? Who is the guy that was like, track four, what does this beat need? Troll horn. What is it? What else does it need? Laser sounds. Here's ready. Hold on. I'm gonna do the remix. Ready. Also, eight seconds in. We've already hit two of these. Let me let me just do this fucking track real quick. <laughs> DJ drama. <laughs> funk master. Fucking up your radio. Funk funk master flex Like damn son, where'd you find this? Right. Why are you doing this on a studio album? This isn't even a mixtape. This is an album. Why are you doing this? Who are you, Jermaine? Like, why? Like, people are trying to tell me this man's like next level woke, and my man dropped a troll horn in track four. Bah, 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 bah. What are you doing? Oh my god, that <laughs> shit killed me. I literally was alone on lunch and I looked around my car. Like, I was like, who? Where is this coming from? Because it's clearly not this album. It can't possibly be Jermaine Cole. <laughs> and then the outro on that song's terrible. He's like, you just gotta keep doing it like you do it because you do it and then doing it. And I'm like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? What? what, what? No. Alright. And then, let's see. Punching the clock, okay. All right, so I'd really have to look at it. I thought the song was okay. There's some there's some bars in there that I feel like he's just like throwing together words for alliteration, and I don't think they actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like he's just mm-hmm. propagating profanity, and I'm like, I don't really know what you're trying to say with that. Like, like what what does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, Kobe? What the fuck does that mean, J. Cole? <laughs> All right. The next one is 100 mil, which you said is one of your favorites, right? I, it's the one that, it, it, it's like something that I'm like, oh, that sticks out. Like, I remember this song. Actually, you, now that I'm right. looking at this, I think the one, the next one is probably, I think the next one and what was the one we said? My Life are my two favorites. Okay. All right. So, do you want me to read you my notes on 100 mil? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It says 100 mil. You ready for this? Rise and grind Twitter propaganda. Because <laughs> this shit is just yeah. like, there's nothing to it. And he's just talking about how he's like, 100 mil, still hustling. Like, I'm like, this shit is just this. I put rise and grind Twitter propaganda, brunch with Jay-Z propaganda. <laughs> I was like, this song's okay, nothing special, but Hustle Twitter going to quote this forever. And they did. Day one, I saw people keep quoting like Hunter Mills still hustling or whatever he says. And I was like, I don't think this song is good, but that's all people are quoting because it's rise and grind Twitter propaganda. <laughs> oh, God. Pride is the Devil, I have... That one was really good. And he says... Yeah, I like that one with Lil Baby. But I like Lil Baby's verse. I do not like Lil Baby at all. Like, I think that's... I think he's... J. Cole's good in it. I just don't like Lil Baby. That's probably a me thing. Um, Let Go of My I like Hand. Him, I like... I prefer him to dub Baby. What? No. Yep, yep, um, yep. The Baby's... At least got energy. Little baby is just like, like it just makes me, just makes me fucking. I, know. I just, I don't know. I like his, I liked his verses better recently. Like, um, I hate his voice. I hate, I hate little baby's voice. I think that's the main problem. Is I can't get past it because I hate it. Ah, yeah. Like to me, like uh, I think we can both agree, regardless of whether you know we like it or don't like it, that a rap voice is one of the most fundamental parts of being yeah, a rapper. Yeah, we did an episode about it. Exactly. Yeah. So for whatever reason, little baby is just terrible on my voice list um but he has a line in that song hold on what's it called pride is the devil uh yeah pride is the devil he has a line that i specifically pulled out because i actually thought it was extremely good and it's something like pride will make you take someone saying they're proud of you different it's it's something along the lines of that he delivers Mm -hmm. it better but like i was like that's true because, like, somebody just literally saying, like, you know, I'm proud of you. Like, that. But if you're being super prideful, you're like, man, who the fuck are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm sure at some point, like, maybe not. But I have definitely at some point in my life had someone say that to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, why do I even care if you're proud of me? Like, like I, you're just, <laughs> you are nothing. Like, you should not have even said that. And mm-hmm. because I felt that personally, I was like, that line's a bar. Um, but anyways, mm. so, uh, that one's good. Let's see. Let Go of My Hand, I have is pretty good, in my opinion, maybe the second best song. Yeah. Um, the interlude was okay, and then lastly, the climb back. And... I like that one. I like the beat. I know, the uh, sometimes people can be hit or miss with, like, the, the, like, the chorus, like, the woman singing, or, like, a person singing. Um, old Kanye used to be the best at it, and I think some of, yep. it's uh, that Drake was soul, for... is what they call it. Yeah, yeah, some of the, the, the Drake with 40, like, some of the stuff from Nothing Was the Same, like, the stuff that's on uh, Tuscan Leather, mm-hmm. or, um, what's the the one that bookends both of them? Uh, mm. Tuscan Leather, and then the one with Jay-Z. I'm trying to think. Oh, my God, Pound Cake. Okay, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah I think those two, it, it reminded me of that, and so I was like, I like this. Like this, this uh, All right, so my note was... Absolute banger, even though a couple whack lines. But then I also put, there's a line in that song where he says, you see how I flip like exclamation marks? I was like, that's a bar. That's a fucking bar. Because <laughs> I don't know why, just the way he delivered it. Again, I was like, that's a bar. He should have yeah. said something like Spanish or something around it. Be like, oh, yo. 
Nah, he's whack, bro. Because you came up with that and you've been here for like two seconds. <laughs> J. Cole's whack. Yeah, although, although, honestly, like, I know that's like a thing in Spanish is that you put the exclamation point at the beginning of the sentence upside down and then at the end, like, right side up. Yeah. But um, I've never done that. And my parents have never, ever done that. So I, it, yeah, it must be right, like so a very technical. Or, do you think like it's a... just like a more exaggerated version of it? Like, do you think... Because here's the deal. I, I mean, realistically, how often do you write exclamation points anyways? Right. Well, me, uh, all the time. Oh, I, shit. <laughs> I have to take them out of, I have to take them out of emails and stuff. I have to be like, <laughs> I don't I have to, think I've to... ever put an exclamation point in email. I'll be like, okay, exclamation point. I uh, will do exclamation point. And I'm like, nah, that's too much. Let me get rid of it. <laughs> don't want Yo, to think that. People on the other end of your emails like, he is mad aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you hit him with the fucking or, OJ the juice man. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh shit! All right, well I take that back. But like, I think yeah. you're the outlier. No, but I, yeah, I, I but I, I'll tell you what I've never used the upside down one at the beginning, and I don't, I, I don't even. I don't, my parents never have when I text them. Um, I don't even know how you would get it. You can't like right now. I'm I'm holding. I'm looking at it like um. What's it called? Um, like a keyboard. Me, yeah, keyboard. Let me put the Espanol. Oh, like I'm shit, holding, I'm wonderful. holding the um, exclamation point, and it doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't, you know how you, when, yeah. if you hold in the N, it gives you the, the little like special N. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it doesn't do that. So, um, yeah, I've never used that. So. I don't, I don't know why it killed me. Like, let me try the Espanol. Like, but yeah. So, anyways, that hey, but that would have been a. That'd have been fucking next level. Hey, you know who probably would have done some shit like that? Mm-hmm. Fucking Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z would have actually done some shit like that. And then he would have dropped a bar about how it's a triple entendre, even though it's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the climb back is, is definitely top three on this album. Yeah, I would say, honestly, I would say Applying Pressure, um, The Climb Back, and Let Go of My Hand are probably my favorite songs. Ah, uh, cool. Oh, I would, yeah. I think, definitely the climb back, Pride is the Devil, and My Life. So I would rate it. Oh, you you have to, uh, two two more. There's one called. Is this oh, yeah. one just on, on the extended version? Well, hold on. You might be right, and I may have not finished the full. Album. Close and Hunger on Hillside. Okay. I'm going off of the Wikipedia. So no, you're uh, you're probably right because I do remember Hunger on Hillside being one that people mentioned. So obviously, I did not finish this album. So, <laughs> I need to go back and finish it. I was listening to it at work and probably just didn't finish it on the way home. And then just was like, I don't... <laughs> My natural indifference I... to this album so far, man, I never came back to finish it. Yeah, I don't remember much from that. So, those two, so... I would say, without those two, I would give it... Six out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably go a little bit higher. Probably I'm like not seven. mad I listened to it, but I don't ever see myself coming back for it. I, yeah, I don't... Um, so, that's what's hard is that, you know, it's been out, what, like a week now, right? Yeah. And for me, like, it's... I think I mentioned this before. Like, with movies, I'm great. Like, if I see something in one, I'll remember it right away. And I know I'll be like, oh, that scene from this happens. And it'll be with me pretty much forever, right? Right. Same thing with video games. Like, right, I'll, well, I'll mention this later, but I'm redoing something right now. And it feels like I'm... It feels like I just did it. But, um... The um, now with music, I'm very much like uh, I'll put it on, I'll listen to it a couple of times, and then I'll be like, 
okay, let me just put it on shuffle. And then a couple of weeks later, it'll come up on shuffle, a couple of songs here, and then it'll slowly materialize in my head. So like mm-hmm. all of my favorite albums, other than I think literally Twisted Fantasy, I only really started to love after listening to it a bunch of times sporadically throughout the years. So something mm-hmm. like even like Good Kid, Mad City, I would like love. I, I loved um, uh, Swimming Pools and I loved um, Backseat Freestyle. But then for the rest of them to sort of coagulate in my mind, it took many, many months. Okay. Um, so for this, like just off of the first listen, just off of like trying really hard this week to sort of have an opinion for this episode, I would say I'm pretty much on par with you. Where like I'm not like oh run it back let's go, but I'm also not like that shit was ass. But I'm also like just kind of like maybe like a little bit higher than you, just like seven, maybe seven and a half. But yeah, okay. I would say I'm pretty close to how you feel. So the thing is, is like I'm obviously going to highlight the parts that I don't like because I I do not like J Cole fans. But the fact that I gave that album a six out of ten, y'all should be. A- fucking y'all, y'all should feel great yeah that if i think that album's a six out of ten y'all motherfuckers must think it's fucking uh the blueprint like, like cool <laughs> that shit killed me he's like it's a classic he's like classic it's just came out he's like are you wanting a minute trolls <laughs> <laughs> i mean they say oh my god so shooters like steph like is that a bar <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he said, Maybe the older guys the are better than the young guys. <laughs> he, yeah, he said, "Look at the way he dressed. He never dressed like this all day in his life." Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, Drake's thirty-four, the... and he's about to run the summer. <laughs> he's like, "Jake, hold thirty-six. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, he is old." <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, dude, I kept playing that bit back to Sydney. Is that a bar? Is, is that I, don't know. Bar? I don't know. <laughs> God, that shit's amazing. Oh God! He walks in the room. They're like, "All right, we gotta end world hunger. We gotta laugh like, like before they even start talking." Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about, of course, Mark Phillips, who we're both big fans of. He's the guy that did like the "I'm 36" in the Popeyes video, and he loves J Cole, so he did one on him. God, it kills me. Um, but yeah, that video killed me. I would say this album's six out of ten. I'll go listen to those two songs. I'll get back to you if it changes. But I, I feel like it's probably just gonna stay right there. Yeah. Um, in that cut. I yeah. I, I'll I, dude. I literally might come in in two months and be like, the the I almost called it the climb back. The off season. <laughs> top ten album for me all time. Or I could be like, I don't want to hear that shit ever again. <laughs> right. So the thing I will say is that. There was a single that dropped that same day. Did you happen to listen to it? Uh, by J. Cole? No. By Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj. Oh, the, uh, the green, the green, green something? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, so, Sydney and I drove down to Charlotte last weekend, and she played that and a couple of other songs from Nicki's mixtape. She's like, oh, I remember this song, and oh, I remember that song when I was in middle school, and, and shit like that. Um, but I, I didn't get a chance to re-listen to that Seeing Green song. Right, so that's that's a new song, though, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a new one. Yeah. Okay, so I was infinitely more thrilled with that song than I was with any song on the J. Cole album. And for what it's worth, people may remember me as being a giant Drake hater and also <laughs> not liking YMCMB pretty much at all. Like, like mm-hmm. the thing is, is we even talked about like. Nikki, like everyone's so head over heels over Nicki Minaj's like monster verse, and I'm like, yeah, it's definitely the best verse of her career, but I don't think it's that great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's not everything for me, but it's definitely the best. 
and I've never really liked the Lil Wayne. That song went first of never? all. Never, not, not even, not even no ceilings. Sorry, I like, I like no ceilings. But realistically, right. other than no ceilings, it, it, I, I didn't listen to any of the drought mixtapes. I did not like the Carter three at all. Mm. This I listened to some of the Carter four. Wasn't crazy about it. Like yeah, I, I just I, did not. I'm pretty much there with you. Expanded a little bit. Like maybe I like a little bit more of the Carter three. I like a little bit more of the the drought. Um, like the sky's the limit. I love that one. Um, yeah, but anyway, when I was five, my favorite movie was the Gremlins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I like some of the uh, the Carter Four. Um, but I think I'm I'm right there with you in terms of Lil Wayne, where I love No Ceilings. Like you know, you fucking go bar for bar every single song in that one. Um, except the fucking Black Eyed Peas one that was ass. Yeah, I, um, why was that one even there? I don't even like. I forget that one exists because I also think on it was the near beach. The... Party on the beach. Got my bitch from the east and my. There, actually, there was one other one that I remember not being crazy about, and I can't remember what it was. What's the one? The one where he samples Fancy. That one is good. There's I think all we like... do is shop until we drop. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, so sorry. Back to, <laughs> back to uh, seeing green. Um, seeing green is the best yeah. little Wayne verse I've heard since. No you know, uh, dropping seeds. Dropping seeds. Okay, the, fair enough. But also, dropping seeds was peak little Wayne for like fifteen seconds. And um, I think right. I think Tyler wrote all of it. <laughs> See, I think it's known that Tyler wrote. All of it. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. He just rolled him in like Hannibal Lecter. Right? Just <laughs> him up on the thing. He's like, read this. Read that. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, maybe somebody else wrote his verse on this song, but I don't care. That shit yeah. was a banger. Yeah. Um, it was also the most I've been able to understand the words that come out of his mouth in a very yes. long time. Yes, yeah, yeah. Someone also pointed out... First of all, has a bar. He says, I'll put you six feet deep. I'm keeping socially distant. I was like, that's a fucking banger. That's a bar, and, yeah. and then... And then it, and so I, I told Sydney, I was like, you didn't realize this was a new song? He literally mentioned social distancing like three times. <laughs> you know, he, he mentions like masks or something. He's like, well, Also, um, one thing that's funny, though, is someone mentioned in the comments that I didn't listen to. He says like two lines, and then he says, let me take this Balenciaga mask off. Yeah. But when he takes it off, his voice actually gets clear. So that means he would like, he wrote like, that <laughs> line, wore it into the booth, and then <laughs> took it off mid-verse because he <laughs> says he was going to take it off. And here's the deal. That's not any feat of athleticism, but I'm totally here for it. Or not athleticism, <laughs> but lyricism. That doesn't, like, prove anything, but I'm always here for the theatrics, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, gotta take this mask. You bitches don't know something about I'm gonna put you in a casket. And... <laughs> like, All right. But, still, that was, like, the best verse he's had in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I Drake's think even Drake was pretty great. good. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nicki Minaj was kind of there. But that's also my just predisposition to not really caring <laughs> about what she, she has to say. Yeah. I think I don't also, think any of them... hold on. Everybody in the comments were talking about, you see how Nicki Minaj don't have to rap about, like, having sex and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, had, her whole verse is just her talking about her body. Like, I, <laughs> I, I thought you were say about her sons. Like, God, these bitches know it's my sons. She, yeah, she did that line again. Bro, get to, I just, <laughs> yo, I have a rag that I use to wipe my glasses off. I threw uh-huh. it. It just opened and fell immediately. But I was so mad because you brought it up and I forgot. But yes, she said that. And she says it like 
I feel like she says it super early in the verse. I'm like, bitch, how do you not get tired of using this lie? Oh, these bitches is my sons, and I ain't talking about Phoenix. <sighs> yes, I get money, so I just... All right. Um... Do what I please is. Whew. But yeah, anyways, that song was more of a banger than anything on J. Cole's album, and that shit was just a random single. Um, with another group of people that I do not care for. So um, I feel pretty okay about not just being biased on this one. Um, yo, also, unrelated... Remember we were talking about how like Drake had a whole summer where he locked down with like two songs that like yeah, we yeah were, 2016 yeah. we were like what I was like where did that sound come from because it was yeah. Controla and One Dance One Dance but I just remembered because I heard it on the radio this week and I was like I gotta remember to talk about this wasn't it like work with him and Rihanna that same summer and I feel like yes. it had the same yeah, kind yeah. of sound yeah, so and I'm she... like where did this shit come from yeah so the so this is the thing so. Uh, late 2015, Rihanna starts to see Travis Scott, and he produced Woo off of Anti, which is like the one that sounds most like him. He, I think he's even in it. He's got like some sound, some um, what's it called, uh, vocals in the background of okay. it. Which if you listen to it, you'll be like, "That's Travis Scott." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think hit her sound for that whole album is influenced by him. Um, he's got like his sound. If you listen to like, if you were to like listen to all of his stuff and listen to anti, you'd be like, there's a lot of that DNA in there. Right. And similar to that, where then she comes out with work and a lot of the DNA in work, is like just trickles down into views. Right. And And, it's just like, but like, where did this sound come from? (laughs) Like, I just like, it's so just like Rihanna has heard. Rihanna has that background though, right? Like her, yeah. Uh, She's um from Bar Barbados. It is Barbados. I was gonna say Barbados, yeah. but I was like, if I say this, I'm wrong. It's gonna sound a little iffy. Um, <laughs> do you remember uh Feel No Ways from that same album? From uh Views? No, because I didn't um, listen to Views. Oh, bro, Views is great. <laughs> well, Views is mostly great. It's it's too long. He needed to cut at least if he cuts four or five of those like filler songs that is a like a fucking all-time like 14 to 15 track album Why do um people... but go ahead i was gonna say but there, there's a great sound that he there's a great song called feel no ways from it that sounds so good and it has that same sort of techno synthy pop sound that isn't available that's that's in controller and that's in um one dance i'll play a little bit Yeah, and I can it's definitely like see some of that. My yeah. my issue is more with like the weird accent he decides to do in like Controller in One Dance, right? No, oh, like, yeah, that 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 was his Caribbean one, and then More Life a year later, that's like his London Jamaican one, right? But what I'm saying, go like, it's just like <laughs> we just gotta go with it. <laughs> and then my man did like Houston once, didn't he? Did he have like? Uh, he like, did. He did. Houston? Well, Houston, that's like his so far gone. And then for Scorpion, there's a lot of New Orleans bounce, so you know. Yeah, so, like you said, Drake, the original man. My man has never <laughs> been anything other than a clone of what's popular, and he just does it better. Um, uh, but, like, that's he, what, at least we're, like... I mean, go ahead. there's no reason for him to think that he's not, like, the Andy Warhol of rap. Where he takes something that's already art, that's already artistic, and just, like, funnels it through this, like, synthesizer of pop and, like, just, popular music. I, but, but, But in a way that I think nobody else can replicate... I really don't think anybody else comes close. You're probably right. But I, I just like, I, I think, you know what? This is probably just like a, 
All right, so I will say, uh, I, I think I do have a little bit of, like, my my dad's main genre of music he listened to was rap music, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think uh, I do have a little bit more of, like, I've listened to rap from the fucking 80s. I've listened to rap from the 90s, from the 2000s. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I think my, like, background goes a little further back than, like, a lot of people, especially now in terms of the fact that, like, rap is, like, the main genre now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think I just have this block where I'm, like, the whole, like for a long portion of time, like, even, early, like, with, like, Gucci and Jeezy, like, being authentic was such an important part of it. And I'm not saying, it, it's, it's not that you can't be inauthentic. It's that you, like, can't then claim you're being authentic, which is what he does all the time. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he always acts like he is these people, and then it's just gone. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I mean... Like, like if someone just drops a pop song, and they're like, yeah, I was just trying to make popular music, I'm like, whatever. But then it's like, for him to just like... I don't know, I feel like he bases so much of his personality around it at any given point in time. To the point where he's been... Fucking walking around with this dumb fucking heart and his haircut because he needs to like, release that album because that <laughs> that shit's gotta get out of here, bro. Um, it looks I mean, so he bad. studies rap battles for a yeah, living. He, that, no, exactly. My man said I study rap battles for a living. First of all, no, you don't. You make music. <laughs> you don't. That, I'm so glad you said that because I couldn't come up with an example of where I felt like he was talking like he was this super authentic version of himself. But he got on, it was like the barbershop or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like what, HBO? Or it was like yeah, on yeah. a network. Yep. My man got on HBO and said, I study rap battles for a living after <laughs> getting absolutely mooped in a rap battle. Hey, who are you? Bro, who are you? <sighs> Bro, here's the deal. If I didn't know any better, he I'd be like industry plant. <laughs> like, <my laughs> the most successful industry plant of all time. Right, that's why it's not. But like just that real quick, could you come up with a more ridiculous thing to say than I study rap battles for a living? <laughs> As an artist who releases music. <laughs> Right, uh, you're not a journalist who writes about music. That I would be even more willing to agree with. My man said, "I study rap battles for a living." Uh, what does that mean? Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus! Uh, but yeah, he's just super inauthentic and acts like he's like the realest dude in any room he's in, and yeah. that's where my problem is. If you were, bro, I don't give a shit that Will Smith did nothing but make just like Poppy getting jiggy with the music. You know what I mean? More yeah. fucking power to you. But Will Smith didn't also come back and be like, yeah, I'm mad hard, dog. Like, I got study rap battles for a little bit. <laughs> it's not anything he ever said. <laughs> My man was like, yeah, and I'm on a sitcom. And you're like, no, I get it. Um, But yeah, no, Drake's a clown. Uh, But anyways, I was still more excited about that single than J. Cole's album. I think that's where we got to this from. Yeah. <laughs> Just to trace it back. And to keep it going, we can go to the next topic in terms of talking about Drake. He was courtside last night at the playing game for the Lakers and the Warriors. All right. I got to do a quick addendum because we're now we're yes. talking about basketball and it just reminded me. 
J. Cole needs to get the fuck out of there, bro. He needs oh my to God. get out of that basketball league. <laughs> I watched that man throw two of the worst bricks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I take it back, one of them was an air ball. Like, <clears throat> all right, that's it. <laughs> like, why is he on the team? Anyways. Oh, God. Anyways, yeah, so, so basketball. What is it called? Uh, uh, segwaying to actually good basketball. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so the playoffs have started. Well, well, by the time that you're listening to this, um, let me see. I'm trying to get this picture to get big, but I don't want to ruin our thing. Well, at the time of recording, at the very least, yeah, the first set of playing games has been played. Yes, correct. Right. So now so, we. So so uh, where we're at now, we're still in the playing games, correct? Right. Right. So the, the loser, there is no loser. So like, if you lose. The nine and ten matchup, you're done. So the so well, just to go down the you know the, the, the one are through out. ten, yeah. So one through ten, it's uh one was the Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. two Phoenix Suns, three were the I can't see it in this page. Where the fuck is, is it? The, the one three? in the dock? Is that the one you're talking uh, about? Yeah, there? I'm trying to look for the three seed. It's not three in there because it's only explaining the play in games. Ah, the playing thing. The three, ah, okay. three through six are sorry. not affected by the play in. Okay, sorry. Do you have the three? Do you have it by any chance? Uh, my guess is three plays six and four plays five. Three would be. Um, yeah, let me pull that up. I had it pulled up and then, you know, I lost it because I'm a clown. Um, let's see. 21 NBA playoff seeding. Uh, for the Western Conference, the three are the Nuggets. Uh, the four are the LA Clippers. Five, Dallas Mavericks, which I think actually had a pretty impressive turnaround. I was really mm-hmm. impressed by how well they did down the stretch. Uh, six, the Trailblazers. Seven, the Lakers. Eight, the Warriors. Nine, Grizzlies. Ten, Spurs. Mm-hmm. So the ninth, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Spurs, the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs have already played, and the Grizzlies won, so that means that the Spurs are out. Um, last night, the Lakers played the Warriors, and... Um, that means that they're the seventh seed, right? And then the Warriors play the Grizzlies for the eighth seed. Am I right? All right, hold on. <clears throat> Sorry, I was I was looking up something else that I got confused with because I saw a thing and it didn't it didn't line up for me. Um, but uh, so double back. Uh, the you, the Lakers beat the Warriors. The Warriors. So, so that means they're the seventh seed. They're the seventh seed. They will play yes. Phoenix. Yes, um, and then I think right now the the Warriors either tonight or the time of this recording tonight or tomorrow you'll know by the time you're listening to this they, they play, play the Grizzlies the, yeah. for the eighth seed. Okay, so and then on the eastern side um, you have on the eastern side the Hornets lost to the Pacers and the Celtics beat the Wizards. So the Celtics are the seven, they and the Wizards Brooklyn. are playing the Pacers to find out the eight. All right, and either whoever wins that game will play Philly. Um, but on the eastern yeah. side, Philly is. Um, the one seed, Brooklyn's at two. Um, yes. Bucks are three. Bucks, Bucks are, three. are three. All right. Uh, and then, <laughs> all right, so this, why I was confused is because I was looking at a, a picture and it had the wrong team in the fourth seed. And I was like, no, I know that's not right. And so I had to Google it. But, like, the I know that ain't who I think that is. They, they had the Hawks <laughs> in the fourth seed. And I was like, incorrect. No, um, it's not. It's the Knicks. The Knicks at four. With the, the same record Hawks as the Hawks. We just happen to have the tiebreaker. So, like, the, the fact that they had them wrong doesn't really matter. But, like, I was, as a Knicks fan, I was like, absolutely not. Give us our respect. <laughs> um, so, the Knicks at four. 
Um, Heat six. Yeah. Oh no, Hawks, uh, Hawks, Hawks five. at five. Heat six. Celtics seven, and then the Wizards or Pacers at eight. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we'll go through. Let's go through who you think will make it at the end and who you'll think will win. And then we can go through and pick our, um, like, uh, category wins, like the, the awards. Cause they, as right before we recorded this, I think they came out with, um, the, like the top, the, not the top three, I forget what you would call them. Like the, the, the finalists. Yeah. The finalists for each individual award. Um, so what do you, who do you have coming at the West? All right. Real quick. Oh, fuck. Um, even before that, I would like to just look at a list of the the teams and, and to talk about um, very quickly just a yes or no whether you think they legitimately have a chance um, to okay. for the title. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. How about um, so you, we do the yes or no, we go through the East, yes or no all the way, and then you give us your, your pick, and then the West will do the same. Okay, all right. So the East, Philadelphia, do they have a shot at the title? Yes. I, I say yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Brooklyn, do they have a shot at the title? Uh, if Harden plays like well, which I think he's back, I'd say yes. I'm gonna say yes. I just think they have too many people offensively. Right, like to... it's like you go. I'm like, not oh, saying no. I think they're definitely gonna win, but I they definitely they're, are legitimate in my. Opinion. They're not as much of a shoe in as I think people think, which is kind of nuts because it's like it's KD, it's James Harden, it's Kyrie, literally the only person this year to hit fifty forty ninety. Right. Um, so yeah, I say right. yes. So yeah, I also say yes. Third is the Bucks. I'm gonna say yes. I feel like we're on the edge, in my opinion, we're on the edge of their contention in terms of like, I think, yeah, I don't, yeah, if they don't get it done this year, next year, I'm probably not going to think they're a legitimate Mm. contender. Mm. So all the three, I think this is after this, I think is where it gets a little funky. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um. Uh, well, I mean, realistically, the five seed because the four seed is going to win it all. But oh, absolutely. But, you know, after these three, I think that's when it starts to get a little like, eh, eh, right? Which means, which of these three would it be a, the biggest catastrophe if they don't make it to the finals? Okay. Oh, which out of these three teams? Yeah, because, I mean, only one can do it, right? So it means two of them are going to be fucked. And I think two of them are, or I think all of them are writing very, very, like, win now sort of scenarios. I think I uh, think the only one that's safe is the Nets. I think they're the most safe because this is what the first year completely together. Yes. Yep. I agree. So yep. you, I mean, the Heat were the LeBron, Bosch, Wade, Heat were you know the favorites by a mile, and then yeah. they lost the first year and it was no fucking big deal because they turned around and you know won the next what three out of the next four. Um, uh, two out of like two of the next three. Two out of the next three. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So I, I think they're the least worried about it, right? I agree. Like, I agree. But this. Between the Sixers and the Bucks, I think it's the Bucks. I think if oh, you're the you, Bucks, yes. you yeah. got to get. Yes, like, I agree. Agree totally. Yep. If you lose at this point, you, you got to be looking at Giannis. Like, please don't leave, baby. Please, baby. Yeah. Please. Well, don't he leave. signed that big contract, so he's like stuck there. I, I so, still, I still feel like you got to just be like, please, please like, don't twist our arm to trade right. you. Please. Don't don't do the anti Davidson. You know, make us feel like actually. Trade you. Honestly, if I was them, I would much rather. Um, have him already in the contract because at least you could you you know if he forces a trade at least you can like 
you know. Even if he doesn't want to be there, you can be like, look, whoever he is getting is getting in for like six years. So like, right? And they're gonna, they're gonna, or, we're gonna get know. something out of you, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But like, uh, that's what I'm just saying. Like, you lose this, I feel like everything starts to look funny in the light, and you're like, we gotta make big decisions to try and keep people happy. Um, right. The 76ers are so just accustomed to just underperforming, right? <laughs> like, right. So I mean. And, I, and I, at that point, they go like, well, what the fuck do I do now, right? You go like, what what do, like, what did, what, what do I do? Right. The biggest question mark for the Sixers were, was the coach. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't watched much basketball, but I do believe uh, Brett Brown is no longer their coach, correct? Like, he, they correct. had a new coach this season, or was it last season? It was, uh, they fired him last season. Okay. So, they have a new coach. Oh, it's Doc Rivers. Duh. Um, yeah, so they have Doc Rivers who, you know, whether you want to say he's like super great or not, he's definitely competent. You know what I mean? Lord, please let him blow another 3-1 lead. Please, Lord, please, (laughs) please make it a fourth. Please, please on everything, God. But either way, like you have a competent coach, um, at the very least. And so if you lose with him, now it's like, well, fuck, I don't know what the fuck to do with these assholes anymore. You know what I mean? Like. But the the Bucks are in such a position of like hope to me, you know what I mean? Like like oh we almost like we're first of all we're Milwaukee, you know? Like like the fact that any of this happened to us is a gift from like, God. What else do I have, Lord? I don't have anything else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so I I think Brooklyn's safe. I think it's a little more of a catastrophe for the Bucks, in my opinion. Oh yeah, same. I agree completely. All right, and then uh, four. I. Four. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with yes. No, we're not. We're not a contender. <laughs> we're not. I mean, I, maybe. I would, nah. So here's what we are. We're First of all, we're going to smoke the Hawks. Um, That's first things first. We're smoking the Hawks. We swept them in the regular season. I'm not worried about the Hawks. I think we beat the Hawks, and then that would mean we played the winner of the uh, Sixers. Two and three? No, hold on. Uh, one, one. Two, no, we played the. I think the we played the one seed because that would be the lowest seed expected to win. Right, but that four. would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You play. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So we would play either the Sixers or whoever the fuck they're gonna play. Right. Um. But yo, how? Hold on, bro. If the Sixers blow a three-one lead to whoever the fuck they play, and then the Knicks get an easy team to go to like the conference finals, and they play the Nets, it, it's gonna be so fucking lit you don't even understand anyways we're not a legitimate contender i think we're gonna smoke the hawks and then i think i think we're a tough out is what i'll say like i don't i don't think teams are like worried about us but like i I don't think teams want to play us you know what i mean like i feel like teams would much rather play the hawks the heat the celtics you know what i mean like I, i i don't i think we're coached too well defensively and and like too fundamental to like just kind of smoke, you know what I mean? Like I think, I think we'll kind of just stay competitive even in games we are definitely losing. Um, that I, I think we're a, like a kind of a tough out is my main hope. So maybe you know I think we'll beat the Hawks if we somehow upset the Seventy Sixers and get there. I'm gonna be so happy, um, but I don't expect that to happen. That that's where I'm at. Especially because nobody expected that from them this year. We were awful last year. And our best player is Julius Randle, who's not... I mean, I understand I'm saying this... Last year. Speaking 
in terms of the off season in between. Julius Randle's not that great. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. not terrible, but he, you'd never be like, I want to build my franchise around Julius Randle. Right. So, like, it, it was a super bust when he was the best thing we picked up. Um, but with that being said, with Tom Thibodeau, we've now turned into Julius Randle, the all-star, R.J. Barrett, great, and then fucking the Knicks at 41 and 31 somehow. Right. So, you, honestly, so yes or no, you said no. No, we're not We're not okay. contenders, I don't believe. Uh, Hawks, no. He. he- no, maybe. I think they. I think they need something else. They need like Jimmy extra, Butler. I mean, I just remember last year, so I'm kind of a, a dummy sports fan, being like, "Well, last year they made it to the finals. You never know." So that's for me. That's the maybe. That's like out of between four and eight, I think they would be the most likeliest to to make it. I just. I think. I think you had like a weird situation between the bubble, the bubble, and then like. Uh, God, what is his fucking name? Jimmy Butler, just like putting it all out there, yeah. and just putting on like one of the most incredible performances ever, right? Yep. yep. I don't think you're getting that again. I don't. I don't like not because of a lack of effort or anything. I just think you can't expect that kind of series from someone two years in a row, right? Um, so I just don't. I don't foresee it. I think they needed something else, and they don't have it. Yeah personally okay. and then the celtics are nope. no for me and nope. then uh and then whoever, the, whatever shit yeah. gets pumped out of the eight no yeah so okay. um right. so your prediction for the east though who do you um, think it is um oh. nets nets i you nets too yeah it's kevin durant it's, it's Kyrie Harden. irving james Harden. don't overthink it yeah yeah and like i've always they, heard they, you know, they can give up 130 points a fucking game they'll probably right. still it, fucking in the playoffs the I've heard in the playoffs is pretty much a completely like almost different sport. It's like a completely different level of planning, of preparing, of ske- of like scheming. It's like a different beast. So, right, and I think that helps some teams and hurts some teams. And I think the problem is is there's I don't think there's any amount of like game planning that's going to fix James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Right. Like I don't care what team out of the West or East you are. You're like, all right, well, now I get to plan and, like, specifically game plan for this team. All right, what do I need to do? It's like, all right, stop Kevin Durant. Well, there's still fucking James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So, I just, I don't think. Right. I don't think there's any amount of planning that's going to put you in a much better position against this team. Exactly. Exactly. They just, they just have too many different options. All yeah. right. So, the West. Um. Okay. Uh. Jazz at one. Um. Yep. I think, uh, yes. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Suns. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Uh, I think it's unlikely, but I do think there, uh, it would not surprise me. That, yeah, that's I mean, what I'll say. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, holy shit, the sun. I mean, I will a little bit just because of how it went from one year to the next. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to just be flabbergasted. Right. And I think, you know, anybody, any team that has Devin Booker, he could go off. He could have like you know, like a D Wade two thousand six or like a Jimmy Butler last year type run where he just right. And the biggest knock with the Suns was always like they don't have any veterans, and then they added Chris Paul, Dude, who yeah. doesn't have like a ton of playoff success, but like still, it's someone. Chris Paul doesn't have a ton of playoff success, but I've never gotten the feeling that Chris Paul is the type of person that shrinks in the playoffs. You right. know what I mean? It's just yeah. like it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, except um, that one game where the Rockets yes. missed twenty eight or twenty seven straight threes. And the wasn't there one where he dribbled off of his foot to, oh, bom, with bom, the final bom. possession? I think he got hurt in one of them, and he had to sit out game seven, and that's why. They yeah. Okay. Lost. So look, he had a bad series, but I still don't <laughs> think it's a matter of even yeah. with that. I still don't think it's a matter of him being nervous. I think it's just like 
just like a whole bunch of things went bad. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, Nuggets, wait, um, no, no, but they could have if they would have had Jamal Murray, and that's what really stinks. They're, they're the, they're the team that's lowest on the teams. I'm going to say yes for if that makes sense. Like yeah. I'm going to say yes, but that could very easily be a no. Right. I just find it hard to say that the league MVP on a team that is playing well. It's not like we're talking about Westbrook with the Wizard or Thunder where right. he won MVP and it was like yeah, but we knew that team was never good, and and they've they've won games, plenty of games without Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still going to say yes, but I think they're the least likely out of all the teams I've said yes for. Okay. Uh, Clippers? With that being said, no. I do not think the Clippers. I don't, I don't think so either. They they haven't, I, I think. They're missing, I think they're missing an extra piece. They're missing somebody like Montrez Harrell. Right, but even still, I, what I was going to say is I don't think, I think they've had problems getting the team together this year, right? Like I feel like people have been like, Paul George has been missing games, and Kyrie or Kawhi wasn't there, and then Kawhi, and then you know what I mean. So it's like, I, I don't think I think they're gonna have the same problems they did last year, where just for whatever reason things don't mesh because they haven't been a, like, playing together long enough. Yep. Okay. All right. Next up, Mavs, Mavericks. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Piece away. Uh, no, of no fault to the Mavericks. Like so, for like the Clippers, I think they're a piece away, and that's purely just because of like. You built this team this way, and I don't think it works, right? right? The Mavs, like, you just, you nailed it with a pick, and, like, your team is what it is, but I don't think it's because you fucked up. I just think you hit this, I think you hit this level earlier than you planned on, so it'll still hopefully piece together later. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep, 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 yep. Like, Luka is just way better than I think anyone ever thought he was going to be that soon. Yeah, I think oh, absolutely. That, so it sped up the timeline, and they're a little behind now, but I don't think anybody's looking at that. Also, I'm just so glad that Chris Porzingis continues to play terrible. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh-huh. You know what, actually, nah, the, the Mavs fucked this up when they signed him, or it's like it, they built this team terribly, so they're yep. not going to make it. All right, um, I'm going to say no as well, yeah. Uh, Trailblazers, no. No, I, the Trailblazers are no. I would never want to play the Trailblazers in the playoffs, but it's the same fucking team we've seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. it's the same. Uh, we've watched them continue to get n- not deep in the playoffs, or at least like to clearly be a step behind the people that are expected to win. Right. Yep. Yep. And they just have continued to just roll with it. And maybe you get lucky and some things just kind of shake and go your way. But, like, I, I just I – I definitely wouldn't count on that. You know what I mean? That's, like, it could happen, but I wouldn't ever bet on it right. like, being any sort of legitimacy. So, I, I agree. No. no, yeah, yeah, yep, same. Uh, Lakers – I say no. Lakers – No. Uh, I say yes. No. Only off of the strength of LeBron and AD. I mean, they just got to get it together. I feel like they've just kind of like the Clippers, Clippers, where they're kind of like, well, the talent's there, but it's like they just have to figure it out and like sort of mesh it together and sort of make it work. Um, I I get what you're saying, and I was someone who in a debate with someone else was about the Nets. I was like, I think the Lakers could do it because I just believe in the strength of LeBron, right, mm-hmm. and AD, and I think AD presents a unique 
foil to the Nets, right? Because we're talking, I'm not saying he can guard KD. I don't think mm-hmm. Andy Davis can just straight up guard Kevin Durant. Right. But, like, I, I do think that AD is a special enough player that it, it definitely shores it up more than anybody else can mm-hmm. in that team. With that being said, I watched them need a last-minute shot against the Warriors who would have been a resounding no chance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they needed, like, last-minute heroics from LeBron to beat the Warriors for this playing spot. And I was like, holy shit. I The Warriors would have been the bottom of this list. Yep, yep. And, like, you need last-minute heroics just to beat them. So, no, I don't. That is what hurt it for me, honestly. Like, you should have been able to just... If we're talking about playoff LeBron, which he was, but if playoff LeBron means as much as we say it does, like that should not have even been close. Been that close, yeah. So I'm but even no. then, I, I just until I see you know him defeated or like until I see the end, it's like I just can't. Yeah, I. And here's the deal: I still think, I still think a hundred percent you can win with him being your best player. That's not like, and I'm not even saying that as a. I'm not saying any of this as an objection to him. Mm-hmm. I just think we're at the point he needs a little more help than he maybe used to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Grizzlies or the Warriors, right? Uh, no. No, neither of those. No. I and would so rather see the Grizzlies go far further, though. It'd be cool to see John Morant take a big play. That would be line. that would be sweet. Yep. But, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, um, out of the West, who do you pick? To win it all. If they had Donovan, if they had uh, Murray, it would be the Nuggets. If they had Murray, I'd be like Nuggets, man. Right, hundred percent. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Ooh, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Did you give them a no earlier? No, did I say no? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. If I said no, then I meant yes. (laughs) (laughs) I take it all back. I take it all back. Uh, I think yes. I'm still. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna think. I still. I think I'm still gonna go Nuggets. I. I don't trust the Utah Jazz. I. I I'm looking at it, and they have the highest point differential by a lot, mm-hmm. and they have the best record in the NBA, and they have pretty and, much the defensive player of the year, like the best defensive player in like 30 years. I just can't ever say that I think the Utah Jazz are gonna win a championship. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if LeBron went to the Jazz, I'd be like, I don't know, man. I don't think they'll be able to do it. Um, like, I just, I don't know what it is. I have some sort of mental block with the Jazz where I'm just not going to take them seriously. Also, I just don't like Rudy Gobert. He's kind of a douchebag, right? Like, the whole, yeah. like, coughing on the mics and touching all the mics thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're the reason this all went south. <laughs> I mean, they're it. saying that he's, like, the best defensive player, like, ever. Like, well, it's like, you know, like, those super, like, fucking... Um, okay, like advanced statistics, right? But I saw that man get turned around like a helicopter by Steph Curry, and nothing mm-hmm. matters ever since then. I don't give a shit. Yo, all right, unrelated. I saw st- some. Uh, I was talking to my dad about um a certain big man, and I was like, somebody called him the best defensive big man to ever play. About this person that I have not mentioned yet, mm-hmm. said they were the best defensive big man ever, and I was like, I just, I my mental like. I, I can't imagine what it would be like because I, I, I have never thought this person was great defensively. I mean, like I've been told, so I understand. Mm-hmm. But then to all of a sudden in my head here, like best ever, mm-hmm. I was like Nick Wright, who I like. Some people kind of clown him and think he's a clown. He does make some outlandish statements, but don't doesn't everybody on you know any of these? Yeah, and those shorts. Yeah, you have to have like a wild take sometimes. 
he said Tim Duncan. And I was like, that's crazy. And my dad was like, he had a season where he averaged over five blocks and five steals a game. Jesus. I mean, that's, yeah. I, what? Tim nuts. Duncan? And, and that's, that's, and like, it's funny because when you think of like, oh, Spurs defensive guy, you think of David Robinson. You go, he's right. like the guy, right? He's like the admiral down there. He's like the wall. And you think Tim Duncan, he's like the finesse guy, like with the hooks and maybe like a sweet moves in the post, right? But you don't think the defensive stalwart. Juggernaut. Right. Right. But he averaged he averaged over five steals and blocks in one season. That's insane. Like I'm I, I feel like that's what I was told. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find which season it was now. Or maybe it was a playoff series. Yeah, I mean maybe yeah, it, which I think would make more sense. But even then it's it, I mean even then, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. I, I don't playoffs. know, it was something. Or maybe either way. I remember I remember seeing a stat that he was averaging a certain amount of blocks and steals, I feel like, in, in a series or a season. I was just like, that's just out of control. Um, yeah. yeah. So, we'll, somebody's going to tell me I'm wrong and point this out to me. It might even be my tactic. I said that. <laughs> and um, so you, which is your, So, your, your matchup is the Nets and the Nuggets? Yep. The Nets and the Nuggets. That's nice. um, and then I have the Nets and the Clippers. All right. And then out of those, who do you think is going to win? Uh, the Nets. Yeah, it's the fucking Nets, bro. I I've never been less happy about predicting something that I think I'm gonna get right. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's just too much firepower, right? It's like uh, I'm trying to think of something where like somebody goes, "Yeah, we beat it," and then something else comes up. There's like a movie scene that's playing in my head. I just can't figure out what it is. Where they like, dude, they try everything and they use their whole might to bring down one, and then they look up and there's like fucking three of them already there. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, exactly. It's just like the overwhelming like you're fighting against you know the you're fighting against this unstoppable power. No matter how much you do, you know what it is. I don't I don't know how many of these you you, you don't have as like you haven't played as many video games as I have over the years. Mm-hmm. There, but sometimes you are playing a game and there's a about like a boss or a fight or something that you are going to lose like that's the rules like you lose it and and so like generally what happens is it's just this it's just this long sequence right and it lasts however long you can last sometimes sometimes it just ends it early like and then gives you a cutscene. but there are some where it just lets you keep playing until eventually like they like it just keeps throwing like more and more enemies at you right and then it's like at some point you're finally unable to continue going and that's what this feels like to me right like like no matter how good the nuggets or how good the jazz are gonna play i just don't know what happens when like you're like all right like let's say you do the most impossible shit ever and you lock down kd and Kyrie, mm-hmm. and the answer's still like Fuck Harden's still balling out. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? God. And I that's this like all day gargantuan tasks, right? Like, like right. this is assuming you locked down KD and Kyrie, which doesn't happen. Right. Like, but if you lock them down, you still have James Harden just waiting. Jesus. Yep, yep. I and mean, then uh, it's not like the role players are all trash either. Like, Joe Harris is solid. You know what I mean? Like, right. like they have decent I mean, even Blake Griffin's players. got just enough in the tank left exactly. to, like, make some what noise. Yeah. fuck? Um, yeah. I, I think I remember the scene. There's a movie called... Do you remember Hellboy? The, those movies, they made two of them. Yeah. And the second what, one, what, they... they one's called Hellboy 2 or maybe Hellboy... 
just colon the golden army i forget which one it is okay. but at the end they hmm? have you seen it uh i think i saw the first one i don't think i ever saw the second one so in the second one they face this golden army at the end which like belongs to this like goblin king whatever whatever the fuck and so one one of the armies comes out it's like this huge like sort of like bald looking thing comes out and he's got like he's like a steampunk monster and they like hellboy and the crew they like with all their might they just take that motherfucker down and like they finally shoot him in the head and they're like oh my god that was really hard and what does that thing do? The way that the reason that it's so important is because the art, the 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 robot p- brings itself back together, Jesus. and like it forms itself back together again. And then not only that, like the the gates open and there's like fucking twenty of them. And you just go fuck <laughs> me. Exactly. It's and like I think... exactly like that. It's like you like talk to you, oh Kyrie, you know he's he's in a shooting slump, and you turn around and then fucking KD, the mo- probably the best pure score in the M- in NBA history, is right there waiting for you. It's like oh, right. Damn. It's just like fuck. I don't know what to do with this, and yeah. I, I think, I think it's, I think the only chance. Let's put it this way: big picture, I don't see how you could choose anybody other than the Nets. Right, but we're also talking about the NBA playoffs. Anything can happen, and I do think anything is possible. Right, I do think, like for example, I have to imagine somehow that the Sixers are not like like I don't. As much as we say, like, you know, I don't know who's going to guard these people. And the reason why it's oppressive is that there are three people that you're like, I don't know who's going to guard them. Right? Yeah. Or maybe two. Realistically, I think there are enough people that could guard Kyrie. Um, But, like, James Harden has proven to be basically unguardable. And then, because, like, the the times that James Harden loses in the playoffs is that, like, he's like, I did it. I did it so long. I made it so far, but it's just me, and I can't. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's never like and he even, couldn't get it done. It's just like, nah, he was the only one doing it. Right, and even when he had Chris Paul, you know, they literally had to go cold in in, in such an unprecedented streak that it's like almost literally mathematically impossible for it to be repeated again. Right, for them to go zero for twenty seven straight threes. So it's you go like that's the closest one, right? It's it's like yeah. it's kind of like you know when Russ was so close to going to the finals and then. Game six, Clay happens. It's like these moments where you just go like, dude, you're great and you've been great in the teams that failed you, but the moment you were closest, you just had this the luckiest or the unluckiest break of all time. Right. So with that being said, I think James Harden and Kevin Durant are the ones that are uniquely like kind of unguardable. I yeah. think I think I think we've seen people play decent enough defense against yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. Um and I think- but with that oh go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I think you, you you could make a case and you could probably put them comfortably and saying either KD or, J, or James Harden are like top four in the league right now. You could say you could easily leave them out, but you could very easily make the case for both of them to be in there or maybe one of the two of them to be in there. Yeah. But you, I don't think you could make that for Kyrie. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's true. Um, so with that being said, I do think as much as we're like, you know, I don't know who, who can guard Kevin Durant, who can guard uh, James Harden. I don't know anybody on the Nets that is necessarily going to be able to guard Joel Embiid, right? Like, if Joel Embiid decides, like, I'm not going to fuck around and, like, you know, take some of these jump shots I shouldn't be taking. I'm just going to, like, make smart plays. I'm going to bully when I have a mismatch down low. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Kevin Durant can't guard him down low. Fucking DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's a fucking shell of himself. Um... Blake Griffin was never great defensively. Like, I, I don't know who guards Joel Embiid. And like you said, Giannis. Like, I think there's I think there's a couple 
there's a couple matches along the way where it's like, I don't really know who you're going to get to guard this person, and maybe that's the weakness, right? Because right. they yep. don't have a, they don't have any sort of like legitimate or, or maybe not legitimate. It's not the word I'm looking for. Traditional rim protection, right? Like maybe Kevin Durant is you know rotating over and catching people, but like as far as a guy at the rim, like a Rudy Gobert or you know what I mean, like they don't have anything like that. And so I'm right. My hope is that like Joel Embiid can knock him off with like four just absolutely crazy games, right? Yeah. I mean, even or even Giannis. I think you know. Exactly. I, I've seen a bunch of memes where it's like, when this guy or when you know when Giannis sees the Nets defense, then it's like Bird Birdman rubbing his hands, right? Or, right. or <laughs> yeah. Embiid if he can stay healthy. And that's I think that's what happened the last time the Bucks played the Nets. I feel like it was their last regular season game against each other, and Giannis basically was just like, "You don't have a single person that can stop me from dunking on you right now." Exactly. <laughs> so that that could still happen, um, but. I feel like it would be weird to choose those things to happen, right? Because we're talking about, like, it's possible. We're not saying it's likely. Um, and so I do think the answer is the, the Nets eventually win. Yeah, yeah. And it, That's yeah, just yeah. whack. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I, what I would like is just, like, you know, their equivalent in the West to rise, right? Like, as much as people didn't like the four straight Warriors and Cavs, I loved all of them. Even when... Even in 2017, which is like the greatest, it just sucks that 2017 happened because I think, you know, the the Warriors were like one of the greatest teams, final teams of all times. But I think the Cavs, 2017 Cavs, with Kyrie and Kevin Love and LeBron are like right there, right? They're probably right. the greatest team to lose in the finals. Um, and we I've said it before, you know, if LeBron, you know, if the Cavs don't get hurt in 2015, who knows how that goes? You know, right. so I think having those two equals, even though 2018 was really really you know hard to watch because clearly one team was better i think having those straight four finals you just go this is like all-time rivalry shit right 100 percent. it is it definitely brings that level of like fuck like i like it it, it made the regular season worse for sure right because you're like well we know who's gonna like like none of this matters we know who's who, who's going to be in the finals um but like the it, it it definitely made you feel like one of the reasons people like the college football playoff is because they now feel like they're definitely getting the two best teams in the in the country, right? Yeah, yeah. You definitely well, got that feel. Well, I under, it's not right. I was but gonna that's, say, I, I was that's gonna the <laughs> benefit of it over the old system, right? Is right, it, right, it, right. It lends itself to that feeling a little more. Because I was gonna say. I don't know if you saw it, the Bomani Jones thread he, t- he had about it, where he's, he's talking about, he's like, you know, him on Twitter. Oh, idiot. You think that the, the format's better? Idiot schmuck. Get the fuck out of my mentions, idiot. Yeah. Um, what sucks is that he's usually right, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's God damn it. Uh, he's, such a, he's, he's such an ass to people, but... Yeah. And, um, but, but, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really give you a true champion, right? But... It definitely makes you feel that way more, right? Like, you know what it is? I think there are arguments that you didn't get the true champion, but I don't think there's arguments that what was there couldn't be argued to be a true champion, if that makes sense. Like, when Clemson and Alabama play, like, maybe you thought X team should have got into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but if you were saying that, like, if, if someone else told you, all right, so, like, if you're one of those fucking people that saw UCF go undefeated and you're like, they should have been in. Um, <laughs> if you're one of those fucking idiots, uh, then, like, I, I can't 
I can't argue with that because I don't really like. I think we all realistically understand that that's not true. Yeah. But if you're gonna make that case, I don't really have anything against it. Yeah. But like nobody would look and say Alabama and Clemson. Like there's no chance those were the two best teams, right? Right. If UCF played Alabama and they got rolled, you'd be like, well, those clearly weren't the two best teams. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And uh, in in 2015, there was a tiny, tiny slim chance that UNC would have gotten in. They had, I mean, they had to beat Clemson and then have a couple breaks. And they only lost to Clemson by eight, and I think the breaks just didn't happen for them that weekend. Mm-hmm. But they would have snuck in. They would have been the four. We would not have belonged there in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> right. I, huh. We would have been dick-smacked into next week. But exactly. for me... I would have been like, I still got a T-shirt that says four teams and we're number four. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I I know what you mean, right? Like I, I like if I'm a UCF fan and I go, we should have been there. I I know that people are gonna say it sincerely, but I really really hope people don't say it sincerely and if they <laughs> say it like you know like yeah we belong there because <laughs> they know that it's it's like a it, it's like I know a, you're I, telling me that right now, but yeah, I hope that when you go home and you lay in bed at night. You don't you actually think, yes. like, we should have been there. <laughs> Please, Lord, give these people some... What is The it? same way I literally just said that the Knicks are going to win the championship, and then you're like, are they legitimate contenders? I was like, no. No. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, a, it's I mean, all. A, we can wrap it up by saying, not just in finals, and not just in college sports, everything about being a sports fan and being a, a homer sometimes, and hoping, you know, being like, we belonged in that conversation, is being that tweet that says... You know, I wish I didn't have critical thinking because you guys look like you have so much fun. Right? Yeah, you're you're embracing that, right? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Julius Reynolds is the best player in the league. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because if because yeah because like if, if, then in that case it's like I'm already halfway there, so I might as well just go all the way, right? Like when I um when you buy something big, right? When you you're gonna buy a TV. And you can buy one that's fifteen hundred dollars, or you can buy one that's thirteen hundred dollars. Just go for the fifteen hundred. You're already there, right? You're right. already gonna make the big splashy thing. Those two hundred dollars aren't gonna make a huge difference in the long run, but they're gonna make a difference in the way the TV looks, right? So if you're a fan, a super fan of a team, go ahead and go that extra mile. Say Julius Randle's MVP because you're already there, right? <laughs> right. Like it doesn't matter. Julius Randle MVP, fucking uh, R.J. Barrett, most improved player league, Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. I will say, I do think he actually should have been coach of the year. Uh, as much as like oh, I just said that he is, um, one of the f- three finalists. So he is. He could win it. Yeah, it's him. Um, Monty Williams for the Suns and the guy for the Pacers. I honestly I, think probably the Suns win. It I think just Monty cause... Williams is gonna get it. But yeah, I I think I think adding Chris Paul like should take. I, I'm not gonna say it should take away, but I feel like. So, like, when you look at, like, adding Chris Paul, you could say, like, oh, that's a big piece that turned a lot of this around, right? I don't know. What the fuck are you going to add to, to like, the you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to look at the Knicks and be like, oh, that's what did it other than Tom Thibodeau. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, here's something that I found out this week. He won executive of the year. You know who won executive of the year? Do you know who, who the GM for the Suns is? I don't off the top of my head, no. James Jones. The oh, guy shit. who used to play with LeBron yeah. in the Heat, and then he went to the Cavs with him. He won three championships with LeBron. He's the GM for the Suns. He's the one that orchestrated the Chris Paul trade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that's that's the answer. Then that he definitely should have won that. So if you have Executive of the Year who's winning it because he brought a specific player in, 
and then that coach maximized that like like yeah the, the coach is just doing what the executive already planned on right um, but then also if one of you guys is the most improved player you're the coach hmm? yeah I mean, exactly. the dude's been right and not just not just most improved player but i or he's i mean he's one of the finalists randall is yeah um but i think not just when i think most improved player i think the dude who makes the leap like year three year four right right this is Julius Randle's. Let me see. He was drafted in twenty. He was in the twenty fourteen. Was drafted in twenty fourteen. So that's 15, 16, 17. Yeah, exactly. So like that's like. I don't and know. Also, I we, might be wrong. Last, but and then last year, RJ Barrett looked terrible. Right. right. Like RJ Barrett looked terrible and is now playing legitimate. You know what I mean? Like, and bro, the biggest. We added Derrick Rose, and it was like a fucking game changer. I'm like, what is happening, bro? What year are we in? Like, why is Derrick Rose out here, like, wildly adjusting our, our like, winning percentage? Like, how in the year of our Lord 2021, Derrick Rose was a, like, significant cog at a four-seed team. What is right. happening? Um, so, I, I guess real quick before, because we actually did say we were going to do this. All right, rookie yeah. of the year. Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, or Tyrese Halliburton? There you go. Um, Lamelo. I got Lamelo. Six yeah. Man of the Year: Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, or Derrick Rose? Uh, Joe Ingles. I'm probably gonna say Joe Ingles. Well, hold on. I just realized Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles are both on Utah. Like they, they have two Six Man of the Year. That's like how does that nuts. even fucking work? The, one of these is Seventh Man of the Year. Goddamn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Derrick Rose. I don't think it should be, but now that I see that there's two people, how does that even work? I, <laughs> you you are the sixth man because you're the first one off the bench. Do they just like alternate which one comes off the bench? Then in that case, you're not the sixth man. Well, the sixth man is the I guess the best bench player, just regardless. Maybe like the most important bench player. I don't know. Either way, okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Derrick Rose. I don't think he's the best out of these three. I think it should be probably Joe Ingles. But my hope is that because those two are on Utah, they're going to split some votes. You know what I mean? And Derrick Rose is going to fucking sneak in. Um, defensive player of the year is either Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, or Ben Simmons. Uh, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy Gobert. I think, yeah. yeah. I think he's, I mean, this is like one of the best ever. Coach of the year, Quinn Snyder for Utah, Tom Thibodeau for New York, or Monty Williams for Phoenix? Monty Williams. Are we saying all right, also are our guess is who we think is going to win or who we think should win? Um, for me, it's both. I like. I all think. Right. Yeah. I think. I think Monty Williams will win, but I think Tom Thibodeau should win personally. Yeah. But I think Monty Williams is going to get it. Yeah. All right, and then Jeremy uh, most improved Jeremy Grant in Detroit, Michael oh. Porter Jr. in Denver, or Julius Randall Nick. Julius Randall. Julius, Julius Randall. Randall. Yeah. Julius Randall. I think second would be Michael Porter Jr. for me, yes. and Jeremy Grant would be yeah. third. But yeah. uh, Julius Randall, one hundred percent. If he doesn't win this, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's the episode. That's episode fifty-two Wait, for you. There's one oh, more MVP. Is there? Oh yeah, it didn't show it on this list. What the no. fuck? <laughs> that was like the most important one. <laughs> oh, because it doesn't even it doesn't even separate it. Fuck. Oh. All right, it's like at the top with no like uh, label. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, or Steph Curry. Steph. All right, I didn't even see this. Steph is one of the well, top three. I I think so. I think it's Jokic. Um, I think it's Jokic and Embiid, and then in a far third, it's Steph. Steph, because um, he's just having an amazing season, Like, but like realistically, it's a right. two-man race. It's like Kobe in 06 type thing, right? Yeah. Like, 
um, you can't ignore somebody scoring this way. You just can't. And so you stick him in there and, and I just, but then again, it's like, I don't know who else you would put, right? Like who, who would be a more, that's true, a better choice. So, but yeah, I think Jokic and then close second and beat and then third, distant third is, what's his name? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Jokic, I, I think he's the, I think he's the MVP. For sure. Um, and then I have him in that same order. I think Steph, Steph has had an amazing season, but, like, I don't think you can give him fucking MVP. Um, so, yeah. Also, I, I think we talked about this at the halfway point or whatever, though. For a league that was going all small, and, uh, you know, now the the two that we think are both most likely to win it are centers. Um, yep. it's, it's interesting turn, uh, to say the least. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so that's episode 52. Um <laughs> I, I like. I was totally just gonna fucking goose right past the fucking MVP one. Um, <laughs> episode fifty-two. Uh, oh, but, wanna... but wait, wait, wait! Oh fuck! There's hockey. Th- there's hockey playoffs. All right, episode fifty-two. <laughs> <Psych>! <laughs> I was like, fuck! I forgot something else. Like, uh, like no, nah, I ain't forget shit. Um, yeah. So... Uh, although I will, uh, I do want to say this right now on the in this mic. If the Canes make any kind of run. It's been a fa- it's been a blast being a lifelong Canes fan. Go Hurricanes! <laughs> Sound of Fury! Go wind and wind and smoke and rain! Let's go! <laughs> Jesus, my man's gonna have like pull out some fucking knockoff Canes jersey. Be like, yeah, <laughs> Sound the alarm! <laughs> I'll be damned if I see another chick on your arm. Let's Jesus. go, Canes! <laughs> All right. Episode 52, uh, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to email us, you can email us directly at DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Fucking Knicks, Tate. <laughs> <laughs>